0: This is Lattes and Legends. Hi, it's me. Hello. Uh, If things sound weird, it's because I am in my dining room, because I'm close to the fireplace, because it is currently one degree. Where I am, one ah degree. So my office is too cold, so I'm out in the dining room. So I might be having a few little pauses here and there for life stuff. But yeah, you get the gist. Uh, We got a snowstorm, so that was cool. Uh, And I've just been kind of lazy. The cold weather makes me that way, so I do apologize for not recording an episode. However, here I am recording. Hooray! So this is episode four of season five. In season five, I am doing these different, bizarre stories and facts and legends. And yeah, it's been pretty great so far. So I think maybe my last episode was before Thanksgiving. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. So hope everyone had happy holidays if you celebrate i learned how to shoot a bow and arrow and that was amazing so now i want a bow and arrow set so there's that (laughs) um i will be following on the week after next or we'll be traveling the week after next to go to the east coast hopefully i will make a podcast there with my sister and my nephew we'll see if they want to do it christy donovan you don't have to be on camera just talk So hopefully they're coming up with their favorite urban legends. If not, I'll have a nice three weeks off and you won't hear from me until January. So happy flipping new year. Um, I want to say thanks to all the reviews, subscribers, followers, etc. Facebook, you can find me on Lattes and Legends. Podcast, Instagram, you can find me on Lattes and Legends. And Twitter. I don't know what it is on Twitter, because like I said, I post on there just the link of the episode, and that's about it. I don't really do much on Twitter. I guess I have to have one. The website is still in the works. Yep, still in the works. Sorry, guys. I'll I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. Maybe that's my goal when I get back from the East Coast, is have my website up. But for right now, it is lattesandlegends.com. Speaking of the website, there are gift ideas on there. Stickers and coffee mugs if anyone is interested. I will ship those out before I leave if you do order or after I leave. Or after I get back if you order after I leave. So cool. Yeah. So let's talk about premature burials today. Actually, let's talk about this coffee I'm drinking. So... I haven't had a latte in a few days because I haven't been in town because of snow and cold and pure unadulterated laziness. Mm -hmm. So I've been hunkered down at the farm and drinking a lot of coffee. So I'm drinking this pinion coffee from New Mexico and it's just amazing. You should look it up. It has um, a very smooth flavor but it's also dark enough for me. I've also tried a new coffee called Passion House Coffee. I believe they're out of Chicago. I got a couple bags from them. One was called The Darkest Side of the Moon. Love it. It was so good. And one of the things I like about Passion House Coffee is because my business also has the name Passion in it. And on the bottom... There's a fish quote. So you should check that out too. Yeah. So right now I'm drinking... Don't laugh. I already had my pot of coffee. So I had to make another cup of coffee. Well, I did not want to grind the beans for an entire pot. Dave is not going to drink an entire pot with me. So when we moved into this new farm, the guy that lived here left a bunch of stuff. One of the things he left was instant Colombian coffee, so that's what I'm drinking, and let me tell you, it takes a lot of additives to make it taste the way I want it to taste, so that's what I'm drinking right now, not a vanilla latte, not a caramel macchiato, no, 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 instant coffee, don't judge, so let's, let's roll, so we're going to talk about premature burials, and I was kind of talking to Dave about this uh, the other night, and it kind of creeped me out a little bit, which I liked because the stuff doesn't creep me out. So the sources, Wikipedia, SmithsonianMag.com, FraserConsults.com, DustyOldThing.com, that was a fun website, ListFirst.com, Who Doesn't Love a Listicle, BurialsAndBeyond.com, PoMuseum.org, bonesdontlie.wordpress.com not lie. Wordpress.com, also a really fun website. Smokiesinformation.org and the Paris Review.org. Okay, so let's talk about the fear of being buried alive. It is called taphophobia, and it's the fear of being buried alive. When before modern medicine became a thing, people were t- Terrified about being buried alive. And it became kind of a preoccupation in the Victorian era. And just people were like, I'm going to be buried alive. How do you know I'm dead? So I have the history of that as well. So during the Victorian era, there was such a preoccupation with preventing this and so many anxieties. that You can see it in works of people like Edgar Allan Poe. He wrote some stories, poems, and he even wrote a tale called The Premature Burial. And in one of his works, he writes, and I quote... I violently threw up my arms, which had been lying at length with wrists crossed. They struck a solid wooden substance, which extended above my person at an elevation of not more than six inches from my face. I could no longer doubt that I reposed within a coffin at last. I writhed and made spasmodic exertions to force open the lid. It would not move. I felt my wrists for the bell rope it was not to be found. And then, too, there came suddenly to my nostrils that peculiar odor of moist earth. The conclusion was irresistible. They had not buried me as a dog, nailed up in some common coffin, and thrust deep, deep, and forever into some ordinary and nameless grave. Aww. Ah, Love Edgar Allan Poe. All right, so, newspapers from the 19th century even reported cases of people being prematurely buried. Uh, I have some of those cases. Mm -hmm. So, in 1877, the British Medical Journal wrote a report of a woman being declared dead, and then, three days later, they discovered that her body was in a different state than it was when she was buried it was recorded that her clothes were torn to pieces and that she had broken limbs and she was trying to get out of her tomb Mm -hmm. um there was tons and tons and tons of other cases which i will tell you more about in just a little bit so the fear of being buried alive led to a lot of inventions and now artifacts that were created to prevent being buried prematurely in the 18th and 19th century. These are things like bells, ladders, all kinds of things. And I'll get into that as well. There is a fear today that people are, but that people still have of being buried alive. I feel like for Americans, we don't like to talk about death and whatnot um, at least from what I've seen and heard from people um, different cultures have different ideas of it and the whole idea of being buried alive is kind of scary but we also have things like shows and movies that have shown us oh this is what happens if you're in a coffin and you can't get out so yeah there's a lot of stuff Um, So let's talk about some archaeological things. Archaeologists have found some potential premature burials. They found in 2009 these remains of a 15-year-old girl, and her remains were found in China and were at least 1,500 years old. So given the state of her body that the archaeologists found and the practice during that time they argued that she was likely buried alive Um, they've uncovered a lot of bodies just in different areas that seem to be buried alive a lot of them were romans who converted to christianity around the third century and many people said that part of turning your back on your religion back then was that you were buried alive and so when archaeologists make these digs and they find coffins that are in disarray or you know scratch marks broken bones clearly these people were buried alive and this is what they have to show as their argument which is nuts Okay, so now I'm going to talk a little about some stories from premature burials. And these come from all over um, all over the web and the sources. Most of them came from the listicle. But some of them are really, really interesting. And it makes you uh, really think about what people thought at that time. All right, so... In 1896, a social reformer, um, and then he was also called an anti-vaxxer, which I don't know what that had to do with anything, but the website added it. His name was William Tebb. He was a co-founder of the London Association for the Prevention of Premature Burial. He was also in that um, association with a man named Walter Hadwin. And the website also said he was a germ denier. So clearly this website, I don't know. Never mind. (laughs) The association campaigned for burial reforms to ensure the dead were truly dead due to the catatonic side effects of diseases such as cholera and malaria. Newspapers were filled with accounts of premature burials. Mm -hmm. Um, Interestingly enough, these two men died... In very traumatic ways. Uh, all right. So let's get into Virginia MacDonald in 1851. She lived with her father in New York City. She became very ill and died. And then she was buried in Brooklyn. After her burial, her mother... She just knew she wasn't dead. She was like, there's no way she's dead. I can feel it. I know that she's alive. I know that she was prematurely buried. We gotta do something about this. So her family though was like, no, she's dead. We we saw her die and we know she's dead. So the mother was so insistent that her daughter had been buried alive that the whole family then consented to have the body dug up. To their horror, they discovered her body lying on her side. Her hands were badly bitten, and there was every single indication that she had been buried prematurely. Ugh, yikes. I thought her mom was like, I told you so. Mm-mm. 1896, a woman named Madame Blunden was, quote, dead. She was buried in her family's vault at the Holy Ghost Chapel in England. The vault um, was situated beneath a boys' school. And so the day after the funeral, when boys are playing, they heard a noise coming from the vault. One of the boys ran and told his teacher, and that's when they got um, people, like the... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they got people involved to come and get the coffin out of the vault. I don't really know what the word is I'm looking for. Sorry. Um, so it was opened just in time for everyone to see her take her last breath. Mm. So she was buried alive. Um, they tried to resuscitate her, but it was clearly unsuccessful. In her agony, she had torn at her face and bent off all the nails of her fingers. Ugh. Ugh. Gross, gross, gross. Anything fingernails freaks me out. Ugh. All right, so 1871, Mary Nora Best. She was the adopted daughter of Mrs. Moore Chew. She was pronounced dead from cholera when she was 17, and she was entombed in the Chew's vault in an old French cemetery in Calcutta. The surgeon that pronounced her dead was a man who probably would have benefited from her death, and he had tried to kill her adopted mother. Before Mary died, her adopted mother, mother fled to England after her, the second attempt on her life, and she left Mary behind. Mary was put into a pine coffin, and it was nailed shut Ten years later, in 1881, the vault was unsealed to admit the body of Mrs. Moore's brother. On entering the vault, the caretaker's assistant found the lid off of her coffin and on the floor. Oh, my God. The position of her skeleton was half in, half out, as if she was trying to climb out. Apparently, after being entombed, she woke up from her trance struggle struggled violently until she was able to force the lid off the coffin it was um thought that she did burst open the coffin that she had fainted from the strain and while fainting she fell forward over the edge of her coffin and hit her head and that's what killed her it is also believed that the surgeon poisoned the girl to certify her as dead All right, so now we're gonna talk about Madame Bobbin in 1901. She was pregnant and she was on board a ship from West Africa. And apparently there was a lot of yellow fever on the ship and she contracted it. When she got to where she was going, she was transferred to a hospital for those with contagious diseases. There she got worse, and she apparently died, and they buried her. A nurse later said that she noticed her body was not cold, and um, she thought she was premature buried, prematurely buried. After this, it was reported to her father, and he had the body exhumed. They were horrified to found, find that her baby had been born and died with her in the coffin. An autopsy showed that Madame Bobbin had not contracted yellow fever, but had died from asphyxiation in the coffin. There was a lawsuit filed against the health officials by her family. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about 1705 and Marjorie McCall. Um, A lot of people think this is just folklore, Mm, but there's lots... Lots of stories, maybe different name, but it's all about a woman in Northern Ireland. She fell ill and was pronounced dead. After her wake, which lasted for a few days, she was moved to Shankill graveyard. The night her body was that night, her body was exhumed by, by rave ro- grave robbers, and then the robber, robbers tried to remove a ring from her finger, and so they went to cut off her finger, and that's when she woke up. The grave robbers fled and never came back. Marjorie then climbed out of her coffin and took a nice stroll to her house. Meanwhile, her family was gathered around the fire and they heard a knock at the door. And her husband was in grief. And he is quoted saying, if your mother was still alive, I'd swear that was her knock. Mm -mm -mm. Sure enough, when he opened the door, there she was in her burial clothes, Very much alive. And that's when he fainted. There was then a man named Simon Mangus. He was the first century magician. He later converted to Christianity. And it was believed that he had been requested to be buried alive. And he promised that he would resurrect himself. Unfortunately, he didn't. Three days later, they dug up his body. And by that time, it was too late. He had died. He did not resurrect himself. Sorry, Simon. Matthew Wall. This was back in the 1500s. Um, A small village where he lived in England was making everything ready for his funeral. And as the pallbearers carried him to his grave, one of them tripped and dropped the coffin. Oh, Matthew miraculously woke up. From that drop, it went on to live several more years. (laughs) This is now a holiday um, in this town to celebrate his reawakening. And it happens on October 2nd of every year. Hmm. Um, Let's see. I have a case in 2011. I am not going to attempt to pronounce this name because nope. mm -mm, I just can't. It's F-A-G-I-L... Y. U is the first name. The last name has about 32 syllables, so not going to try. So, this was in 2011, and this woman in Russia collapsed at her home following a heart attack. She was soon declared dead. A few days later, as she was lying in her casket at her own funeral, she woke up. Mm hmm. There were mourners all around her crying and praying. And, um, Some began yelling and then rushed her back to the hospital. She lived for 12 more minutes in intensive care and then died for good. The cause of her death, heart failure. And then there's Walter Williams of Mississippi, who was pronounced dead on February 26, 2014. His paperwork was complete. His body was put into a body bag. He was taken to the funeral home. All the necessary steps. When his body was taken into the embalming room, his legs began to move. Then the coroner noticed he was breathing. He was alive. It was short-lived because then two weeks later he passed away. For real. Yep. So those are some of the uh, premature burials to note. And, yeah, crazy how many were when, quote, modern medicine was back on track. All right, now, the finale. So now I'm going to talk to you about inventions that came about to help prevent premature burials. And a lot of these you've probably heard of. Uh, Some of them were really, really interesting to me. Um, These preventative inventions, most of them happened in the 19th century. Yeah. Yeah. There are just a handful of different coffin mechanisms just in case you were buried alive. So the first one was described as a coffin with a long tube about three and a half inches in diameter. The tube is fixed into the coffin as soon as the deceased is lowered into the grave no gases can escape from the tomb into the outer air as the metallic box into which the upper end of the tube cannot be opened from outside okay that was one another was this glass ball that was placed on someone's chest in their coffin um the glass Ball releases a spring which causes the lid of the box to fly open immediately, admitting air and light to the coffin. Hold, please. Hold, please. If <laughs> this could just be me being me, if you're buried alive and your coffin flies open, I'm sorry, the air you are getting is from underground right like is there a lot of light underground like six feet under is there a lot of good air to breathe you're getting dirt dirt into your mouth so yeah okay that's all sorry i just hmm, i just can't no i can't okay (laughs) sorry guys Uh, Then there was an invention that was basically an elaborate jack-in-the-box system. So uh, basically this was kind of like the glass ball and then it was a pipe that ran into the coffin and when the deceased decided to move... The coffin lid, if they were really alive, they'd scrape or hit the lid, the pipe would move, pop it open, the ball would pop open, and clearly it would fly up six feet underground and open up the world to the deceased i don't I don't know guys. this is yeah, um, let's see what else. Flags and ladders were added to coffins. In the 1820s, there were open graves that had a bell and a window. Perfect. So if you heard the bell ring, the body would be immediately exhumed. Meanwhile, watchmen that were all over the graveyards could um, hear these sounds or see, you know, things moving in the coffins. A lot of this is... Crazy. So um one of these coffins uh which was never patented was proved pointless and it was invented in nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. It was an intercom system. hmm there are no real um official records ever saved from this safety coffin. Um but basically it was for those who were buried prematurely (laughs) yeah oh man there's a lot a lot of information on premature burials you should check it out for sure um it's crazy what people thought back in the day about being buried and all that um like I said I could go on and on about this it's a it's an interesting topic for me especially since I wrote a book about cemeteries you should buy it anyway um Happy December. Happy winter if you're where I am. It's not officially winter yet. Um, Happy summer if you are on the other side of the planet. Uh, I think that's all I got today. I'm going to probably have another cup of this instant Colombian coffee. Chug it down. Uh, Other than that, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. It is Saturday here. And I hope that you have a lovely holiday season. Whatever you're into, even if you're not into it, go hug somebody. Yeah, I think everyone needs a hug. People have too much anxiety and stress going on right now. You guys need to get your shit together. Anyway, (laughs) have a lovely day. And read a book about premature burial. It's a very interesting topic. Mm -hmm. I'll post on Facebook and I'll get to Instagram today as well because I have no excuse because I can't even get out of my house. So, yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.